Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hello, Dad. How are you? (laughs) Not too bad, thanks. (laughs) Just woke up from a nap, so I'm a little bit groggy, but that's all right. The further I go on, um, I'm a bit like a stayer. Once uh, once the effects of a nap kicks in, I'm right. So we'll see see how we go. It's been a big week. Yeah, I could relate to that. Mm, yes. So anyway, um, yes, another big week in grey and racing, as it always is, leading up to the massive uh, night at the Meadows on Saturday night, which is always exciting. But uh, I think before we get to Saturday, I think the most important day of the year is happening on Friday, your birthday, the big 6-5. Yeah, 65 young. <laughs> Well, I haven't made it yet, but I will be happy to make it. Yeah, yeah. A few beverages will be on the um, agenda, no doubt. Oh, definitely. definitely. <laughs> Are you working Saturday? Nope. You're not? Oh, Jesus. Well, best of luck, everyone, on Friday. <laughs> yep. That's it. And a night raced after me, a uh, race named after me at Wentworth Park, so... Watch the screen. Well, I thought um, I thought they might have gave you the stayers race, but I don't think there's a stay. Ah, uh, sorry, the masters race, but I don't think there's one on. And I thought um, that'd be pretty fitting. But uh, yeah, no, it um, yeah, no, it was a nice little honour from Donnie and the boys down there, and you'll be absolutely loving yourself sick on Friday night. Yep, yeah, they'll be up in flashing lights. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, for anyone out there, not look. Um, Look Friday in your calendars to wish Dad happy birthday. He'll love the attention, no doubt. And, um, yeah, no, it uh, should be a good night, that's for sure. Um, we're going to touch on, we'll start firstly in Victoria because that's obviously, you know, where all their focus is going to be um, this week and heading into the Dream Chasers Festival. One thing I did just want to raise with people, um, anyone who has social media, particularly Facebook, um, there's been some dodgy... Uh, accounts floating around I think there's one sort of in the last day or two called Sandown Greyhounds it's not the actual page it's just a a friend request account so like um, like I would send you a friend request Um, someone has created these accounts I think there's some called Dream Chasers Festival they've been sending people friend requests I'm not sure what their reasoning is behind it whether it's to you know get money or you know try and get you onto some betting site or whatever but excuse me, um, they are in no way associated with Grand Race in Victoria or Sandown or the Dream Chasers Festival. So if you are currently friends with one of those accounts or you've received a request from them, please report them. Um, if you're not sure how to do that, just flick me a message and um, I can help you out um, or just block them because, yeah, it's nothing to do with the um, GRV or anyone down there. And, yeah, they're obviously just after a quick buck or something. So, yeah, no, um, make sure you get onto that because we don't want to see anyone learn, lose their um, – they're hard-earned. Um, but, yeah, Dad, rolling on to Saturday night, there was uh, – when I posted the um, the fields that got released last week for the – probably not so much the Top Gun stayers, but more so the Top Gun sprint, there was uh, plenty of heated discussion on my page and a few other pages I saw about the selections and um, who made up the final field. But uh, for me personally, uh, I think Sage Tennille, um was a little bit hard done by. I mean, you know, she's the Group 1 National Sprint Champion and she did win that at the Meadows. Um you know, yeah, look, at the end of the day, it is a really tough call. Um, 
it, it's sort of just the opinion of whoever was on the panel. I, I didn't see anything released in terms of conditions where it's your, either it's a dog's overall career form, you know, number of group wins they've had or, you know, <clears throat> their recent form. But, um, yeah, it's obviously just the opinion of the panel. But for me, I think the biggest omission was um, Sage Tenille. I, I think she deserved the right to to gain a start but you know that's just the way it goes but yeah what did you think did you think um that there were any selections that you're a little bit surprised by yeah i, I was when she missed out because uh if i was the owners or trainer i'd be very not happy you'd be filthy you'd be you'd be swearing deluxe <laughs> i would because uh she's got the best qualities and she should have been in the field as simple as that yep yep um, yeah, just looking at the field, I mean, obviously, you know, it's going to be a, a phenomenal race, you know, a lot of people said, you know, a dog like Scalacci who, you know, hasn't had a lot of starts, you know, obviously terrific form and, you know, is destined to be, you know, a top chaser for sure, you know, hasn't, hasn't won a group one, you know, along with, um, a few of the other dogs haven't won group ones either, so, yeah, no, and then obviously the article that come out from the recorder that um, I think the, the Thompson camp were going to seek legal action over Umberto not um, gaining a start, and obviously he's a Group 1 winner too, but, you know, it all comes down to opinion, and, yeah, no, I, I think from recent memory, though, I haven't seen a, a debate quite like the, the one I saw on Facebook. There was a lot of people getting passionate, and, you know, a lot of people saying, wow, she's fast, shouldn't have um, been picked. What do you make of that statement? Yeah, if they nominated where well, she's fast, I think she was, she was a walk-up start because of what she's done and what she's won. Um, other dogs, yeah, I don't know what the criteria is, whether it's just there's panel's own personal opinion of the dogs or they had to meet a special criteria to get in the panel, but I'd like to see the criteria because I don't think some of them would have made it. I think moving forward, it probably, you know, could be something that could be looked at um, next year. And, you know, it might take some of the, um, I suppose, the suspense um, off it. But, you know, it, it mightn't hurt to maybe not, you know, to raise every um, every aspect of what the panel are looking for. But maybe just a little bit of criteria to say, okay, we're going to look at, you know, recent form. We're going to look at overall career group performances and victories. Um you know, or we're going to look at possible um, greyhounds that, you know, uh, have the potential to turn out to be good dog. Maybe just something along those lines, just so people, I think for people nominating that they know, okay, well, if that's me and they said we're going to go off group race form, I'd go, okay, well, my dog, you know, hasn't been has only, you know, maybe won a group three or, or made a group three or something like that, I'm probably not going to get a start. I'm not going to bother nominating and I'll look for something else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, they've got to come out and say what the criteria is because if it's the judging panel's personal opinion of the dogs, whether they think they're going to be up-and-coming dogs or not, or set out a platform, A, B, C, D, you've got to meet this criteria or don't bother nominating, you yeah. know? Yeah, because at, at the end of the day, too, like, um, 
like a dog like Zippy in Kansas, I know he was in the stayers, but Marty went all the way to Victoria, trialled him, and he never got a start. So, you know, if the criteria had come out and said, oh, look, you know, it's off your last sort of three, four months form, maybe Marty would have said, oh, look, you know, he hasn't won anything big. Um, you know, I'm not going to bother. I'll set him for something else, you know. That's exactly right. And uh, I was talking to Tyler and... I haven't seen the draw, but I think they're taking him to Dapto tomorrow night. Correct, yeah. He's in the middle distance championship heats yeah, tomorrow. But still, you know, it would have saved Marty a whole trip to Melbourne, you know. Oh, that's right. If you if you knew you had no chance of getting in, why would you go and spend the money to go down there and the time to trial and that? And yeah, never even got a reserve, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they've got to either bring it out to their personal opinion or set a platform out. A, B, C, D, this is what the criteria you've got to meet to get in the field, and people will know then, well, my dog hasn't done that, so it's no good me getting excited thinking I'm going to be in it, or as a personal opinion of the people on the panel, you know, they could pick anyone if that comes out of that case. What If you've got a favorite, uh, soft spot for a dog, you're going to press for him to be in, whether it's whether he's a group winner or a top-class dog or an up-and-comer, you know? Yeah. There may – look, I'm, I may be wrong. You know, if anybody knows out there, if there is some sort of criteria floating around, I, I looked at a couple of um, of documents that I could find online and, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, read it out on the next show or post it on my page if there is some sort of criteria or how it's sort of – you know, from – my perspective at the moment, I believe it's just, you know, the panel get together and say, um, okay, you know, here are our um, nominees, you know, who thinks this dog should get in, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, no, happy happy to see if there's something else. But I just think going forward maybe just because mm, on my page some of the comments got a little bit nasty um, and, you know, especially when, you know, an article comes out saying that, you know, a, a trainer or ownership group are potentially looking at legal action and stuff like that. You know, it, um, yeah, I think something sort of needs to be looked at possibly for next year. But um, still a terrific race. It's going to be very, very exciting, Dad. And, um, yeah, based off the box draw um, that's been conducted, who um, who's your top pick to take it out? Uh, I, like, I like Kel's two dogs, Big Energy and Wow, She's Fast. Um, I, he wouldn't have her in there if she wasn't going well. He, he wouldn't even bother pursuing the the race. Big energy, I think he's getting better and better. And he's not, uh, he's better drawn out a little bit wide and hopefully gets a big, big room to move. But yeah, no, it's a hard race. There's definitely right. It's a very hard race, you know. Uh, I think all eyes will be on where she's fast to see if she's come back. Yeah, I did read an article today um, on the Greyhound Recorder site that Kel said she's about 90 to 95% um right like you know fitness wise and ready to go he said he probably would like another month or so under a belt um you know before she's ready but I suppose if he's gonna sort of build her up to you know a Melbourne Cup campaign and um possibly another Phoenix birth um you know he's got to start somewhere he can't just keep trolling her so I, I think he's probably taken the best option and putting her in and you know I know I'm biased as hell and everyone will call me out on it and that's fine but I actually like her from the seven I think she's done you know she's proven herself that you know she can win from outside draws and if she's a little bit tardy away she might um yeah she might just get a bit of luck if they're all scrimmaging to get uh, to the fence at that first turn. Yeah, well, uh, 
everyone's got to remember this is the first start since she got injured. So she's been trolling like fine and everything, but it's race day, you know, the kennels, the other dogs, the crowd gets a little bit nervous, a little bit over the top, you know, because, uh, yeah, all this comes into account, how she handles it. The same with the other dogs, a big crowd, you know, because they're close to the track there and, yeah, it's just just to see how they handle it. And, yeah, I'll be certainly watching her when she comes out of the boxes just to see how she jumps. If she, um, like, I know people will potter if she comes out and runs last, but, you know, for me and I think for connections, you know, if she comes out and, you know, gets around safe, particularly after the injury troubles that she's had, um, you know, and gets a little bit more fitness under her belt, I think that'll be a, a tick on the board for Kel. I think he'll be wrapped with that just to, you know, get an injury-free race under her belt and, um, yeah, just progress towards the next um, next task. Yeah, that's... That's all I'd be looking for is to get around safe. Like, naturally, everyone would be looking for her to win, but everyone will be jumping on the bandwagon if she gets beat too, Yeah, you know. Yeah, we've said it before. People love to uh, pot a champion and, you That's know, true. it doesn't matter whether it's her. I know people did it with She's a Pearl and, you know, people did it with Fernando Bale. It's just, I don't know, it seems to be a little bit of the Australian way. Um, what is it, the tall yeah. poppy syndrome and that? But, yeah. Like a champion. Yeah. Yeah, but and uh, I'm the same as you. I just want to see you get around safe. All of them get around safe. Yeah, yeah. Without anyone getting hurt or that, and uh, yeah, may the best dog win. No, hundred percent. Best of luck to everyone. It um yeah no very exciting and yeah no can't. It's one of the great um it's one of the great race nights. I think um that along with the Melbourne Cup and the the Phoenix are probably my three favourite race nights of the year. So. Yeah, no, very much looking forward to it. Just touching on the Top Gun stay, as I see Untaps um, being scratched from box two. So um, Quarter will go in um, that's, uh, for Angela Langdon. So they'll they'll be wrapped to get a start in that. And, um, yeah, no, it, uh, it's nice to see some New South Wales chasers um, in there, Dad, because like I've said before, we don't have a, a whole lot of luck down in Victoria. But, yeah, hopefully um, the New South Wales reps can go well down there and, Probably, I think, um, you know, you'll obviously be hoping for a like wildfire Palawa King Quinella. Yeah, and it's the same. With the, everyone will knock, uh, as we call him, Ralph, for getting in. But it all comes down to the panel, whether they think he's up to the task or they want to see young dogs go in it instead of people seeing the same stairs go around every week, you know. Uh, yeah, and Palawa King, he's been there, done that. And yeah, no, it's a, definitely a good race too. This is um, this is like wildfires. You would say he's, he's toughest test today. Like um, box five, sort of you know, very experienced dogs around him and and that sort of thing. And yeah, no, he um, he obviously you know still a young dog. He's only had the twelve starts and that, and you know he's had a little bit of um, bit of illness issues of late. So look, you know, for anyone who's a, a supporter of him, I wouldn't be disheartened. You know, if he doesn't come out and you know, pardon the pun, set you know set the track on fire, like you know we all know he can. I think it um, it's just one of those you know cases where there isn't a lot of options for him. And Rob did say that when I interviewed him. You know, he said it is hard to find options for stayers. So, you know, I suppose if he comes out and win it, he'll go, well, you know, we knew he could do that. But if he comes out and runs last, you know, it, that's not to be, you know, unexpected either because he is still young and learning. Yeah, it's not, it's not the end of the road for him if he does get beat because he hasn't had a run for a while. 
but I'm sure Rob Britton and have him uh, finely tuned because he he wouldn't want to dent his reputation. He's all the dogs if uh, things didn't go right. He's like the Bart Cummings of uh, dog racing, you know, with stayers. Yep. Yep. He got know what they got to do, and I'm sure he'll be. Uh, very close to top form when he goes around, and the firebox doesn't help him at all, you know. No, that's right. Yeah. And the same same thing, he's coming back from a spell, so he'll probably be over the top and go help the skelter trying to lead or whatever, so it could, could end up being a sitting duck at the end, you know. Yep. Do you have a tip for that race? Oh, yeah, the two boys, the king and Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards Palawa King. I I just know how much he, you know, he just seems to rise um, to the to the occasion. He loves these big races, and um, I think he's drawn really well. And uh, you know, the the travel obviously doesn't seem to worry him because he went up and and won in Queensland, and then went back and won in Victoria as well. So he's obviously a good traveller. And yeah, no, I I don't know. I just think um, yeah, I I just think he'll run a good race. So he's yeah. sort of my tip. He's he's drawn he's drawn to perfection where he is. He'll just lob and head straight for the fence and sit there all night waiting for the breaks to come. Yep. Um, now, also, just some little bit of news um, that I also read in that Greyhound Recorder article where they interviewed Kel Greeno. Um, Victor Damien is likely to have his first start for him at Sandown this Sunday. So, Dad, I said to you earlier, I think this will probably be the highest-rating Sunday Sandown race of all time, um, <laughs> other than when, obviously, where she's fast sort of went around in, in her first few starts there. But I just know how excited people are to see this dog come back and to come back with a trainer like Kel. And, um, yeah, I think he said he's got his eyes set on the shootout um, for him as well, which would be perfect for him, you know, for Dog Field and, yeah, you know, hopefully get a clear run. But, um, yeah, no, I bet to you, you are just Banging to see this dog come back. Yeah, he's got untapped ability from the first time I've seen him. A dog just catches your eye, you know. That's got uh, that much ability. It was a shame to see what happened, but I'm sure Cal, I backed him in all the previous things. <laughs> Hoping that he yeah, get don't in, this uh, week. Just let him go. <laughs> <laughs> don't back him this week. Just let him go. <laughs> Wouldn't you feel a bit crook in the gut if you're drawn against him? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But for a Sunday meeting, you get an easy run, you run into Victor Damien. Yeah. I know, just touching on what you said about, you know, it's a shame what happened. And yes, it is. Like, you know, obviously it is. And everyone, you know, would know that that situation now. And, you know, especially for the owners, I, I feel really gutted for them. But, you know, they say, um, you know, one door closes, another one opens. And, you know, could not um, possibly think of two better trainers in Kellen jackie to get a dog like him and you know it'd be no surprise to see him come out you know if not win place in a melbourne cup possibly get a phoenix slot win or place in that and then the owners will go well you know there there you go that's um you know while something so horrible has turned into something so great yeah i i don't think we've seen the best of him no offense to the other trainers but i don't think we've seen the best of him yet and i'm sure Cal. He'll give him every chance and you'll see a real good dog. Yep. So, yeah, keep an eye on that draw. I'm pretty sure it would come out 
tomorrow i can't see it on the site at the moment so yeah um keep an eye out for that tomorrow um that sand down on sunday possibly i'm not sure if it's 100 percent confirmed but i think that's what he was looking at so yeah just have a have a look at that draw um up to new south wales dad a little bit of sad news um a dog that we had the pleasure of seeing on debut at the gardens um french martini she's um been retired uh only the 32 starts 15 wins and three minors uh she's a daughter of ashton db and she's my chicky just over 167,000 in prize money owned by adam brandt um you know who you know lovely guy and, and his family and we've been lucky to to have known him for a for a long time back in the days where Benji was running around at Maitland the Gardens um trained by Pete Lagogiani and I think everyone would remember her um her amazing win on an you know absolutely torrential night of rain at the gardens last year winning the group two blacktop um she's a track record holder there in 2896 the only dog to have ever broken 29 over that 515 she won the group three ladies bracelet at wentworth park and now she's off for a date um when she comes on season to fernando bale and yeah you think back dad to when we saw her that day it was stinking hot that day at the gardens and would she run 29-2 or something and you know you always think oh you know wouldn't it be great to see this dog go on and and do good things and yeah she came back sort of 12 months later and broke the track record yeah we were there and i think there's four or five in her heat i'm really sure she come out of the four box and jumped in front nah, two two it, yeah. sorry it must have been the other dog but yeah the other dog was four yep sunnyside lane or sunnyside Zeus. uh boy boy sunnyside, sunnyside boy boy he come out in the first heat and run 29-4, I think. Yep. And we thought, holy jeez, what's he got here? And then he brought her out to run 29-20-something. Well, that's what they said. Everyone, like Adam and I think even Pete said it, they said, yeah, wait till we bring this next one out. And that was her. And, you know, oh, poor bugger, she was just plagued with injuries. And, you know, she made a million-dollar chase final and, you know, so many other good finals. And, you know, if her body had held up, you know, she could have been anything, but, you know, still a terrific career. And how many good dogs have we seen go around the gardens and you think, oh, who's going to break 29? And then she comes out and does it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, um, we were there, the maiden. And we thought, what has he got here? And he come out and she won the final, of course. Yep, yep. She ran 29-2 or 20-something that night and... Yeah, the dog runs second or third, you know. Yep. Yeah. So, no. uh, yeah. <laughs> you should, and Peter said that she trialed that there too before it. So, uh, yeah, not. And he's told us the time she trials, and you know, there wasn't no doubt that she had heaps of ability. Yep. And stepped up to the six hundred too. Um, we were at Gosford the night where she she raced over six hundred and basically led all the way in smart time and. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, there's no reason why she can't go on to be a good broody. And, um, yeah, Fernando Bale gets another good one. Yeah, that night at Gosford, I think she equaled or nearly broke the first two section records. That night, we're at Gosford. I don't know, you're the expert. Yeah, she won over the 600. (laughs) They were all squarking about how close she was to the section records. Yep, yep. yeah, uh, no. Very, very, and lovely bitch too. Lovely. Yep. Good sort. So yeah, that'd be worth a quid. Yep. I um I was lucky enough to present the size on uh the size on ice uh trophy who sponsored the the blacktop <laughs> last year and Adam said to me when I was walking to the catch and penny goes, I'll I'll see you in about, you know, three minutes and I don't think I've ever seen a man with a 
bigger, more proud smile on his face when I come back. It was teeming down rain. It was the most miserable night, as it usually is on blacktop night. It usually always rains. Um, and he just gave me the biggest hug. Um, you know, I had to go to bone therapy the next day because he crippled me. But he said that race just meant so much to him being a, a local Novocastrian, you know, Newcastle-based um, family. And, uh, yeah, no, it was something I'll never forget. Just the look on his face when I come around the corner, he was just so happy to win that race. And if you, for anyone um, that wants to see, if you go back and watch the replay, just um, watch for a, a group of about 50 people at the win and post um, <laughs> when she goes goes past the post it to the the uh the finish they just went mental and yeah no it was uh it was great to see they all went mental when she won a maid yeah that's right <laughs> only 20 of us there yeah half the crowd and they're jumping on the tables and going on and i thought these are people all drunk they should get them yet <laughs> for the two dogs so yeah yeah. yeah. So, no, it was good to see. Yeah, no, it was great. So, yeah, good on him and, uh, yeah, great careering. Best of luck, um, obviously, with her breeding as well. Can't wait to see um, what she does um, as a broody. Um, there was plenty of first-time handlers. Dad, just bear with me here while I read them all out. Um, Jess Bean, um, beautiful girl from Victoria, she handled her first winner over the weekend at Hillsville for her dad, Rob Bean, um, with Royal Mint. Um, who else did we have? We had Jacinta Anderson at Wenny Park. She handled um, for the first time on Saturday night. Um, I'd unfortunately just left before she handled, so that was a shame. I would have loved to have seen her, her face, but, yeah, I was told she was very excited. Um, uh, young Micaiah handled her first winner at the Gardens on Saturday night, Blue Tiara, for her mum, Lucinda. Um, who else did we have? We had Elle, um, Elle McGuire, who handled for Eileen Robertson. Um, and, you know, if Eileen listens to this, thinking of you, she's currently, um, you know, currently battling illness in hospital. And, yeah, no, we're all thinking of you. And it's great to see, you know, see you, Robbo, Dad. You know, how good is that dog going? Third straight win. Um, got a win at Wentworth Park. And it was Elle's first handle down there. And, um, yeah, no, that's that's what I mean. That's what dog racing can do for people it, I could only imagine, you know, how much that would have give her a boost, um, seeing that dog do that and seeing Elle handle it for her. Yeah, exactly right. And you're right, it's, that's what it's all about. And to see the young ones leading them in, leading them out and getting a winner and, yeah, I hope uh, all the best for Mrs Robbo in hospital. hope she gets better soon. Yep. Yep, no, definitely. Um, Dad, one of your uh, your old friends uh, back from the Keenbar days, Mal Cunio, got four winners um, during the week at Ipswich. Were you? <laughs> I sent him a little textile cabbage cabbage patch, Mal. <laughs> oh, what about the memories from Keenbar with Mal? Just some oh. great memories there. Like you couldn't rock up before seven a.m. on a Sunday because he just wasn't ready to go. He jogged down the track in gum boots. He'd tell you about the Chinese he had the night before, like just <laughs> just brilliant days back then. <laughs> I brought him a box of uh, cabbages and cauliflowers over one day. I said, Ian Mel, he called me cauliflower Pete. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and you know, still does a great job with the dogs. You know, you always look at the results up there, and he's always notching up, you know, a winning double or treble. He, um, you know, he goes all right too. Always dressed to perfection too, shirt hanging out, pants. <laughs> yeah. Looks at me and yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. No, it was um, yeah, great he's memories. He's one of the characters, you know. Yep, 
Yeah, definitely. He always had a great story to tell you. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, good on you, Mel, for getting um, getting four winners up there at Ipswich during the week. Um, rewinding back to the Group 1 Ipswich Gold Cup, Dad. Um, Bears Bullet took that out um, for the Elson family, trained by Travis Elson, but he obviously got um, got his mum, Cindy Elson, and that too. And, um, yeah, no, just did everything right, jumped and got straight to the front. But, um, yeah, a terrific run by the second dog, Get Carter, who um, made it very interesting at the finish. Yeah, yeah, that's what you got to do at Ipswich. Hop out and be in front. Catch me if you can, because there's always interference up there somewhere. Yep, yep. Did you watch the race? Yeah. Yeah, yeah good work. Because sometimes no, you don't. He, he looked better than I, actually, you know. Yeah. But odds on, look on, so. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely. Um, there was a little thing that I um, posted the other day, a little dog by the name of Q Khan. Um, he was the only pup from a mating of Wormburner and Jump the Q. Uh, he fractured his femur, but he's gone on to win his first five starts for the Heppel family over there in WA. And um, uh, I think he did race during the week. I'm not sure if he made it six from six, but um, yeah, no... Yeah, sometimes people get a little bit disheartened when they go, oh, geez, we only got one pup. But, um, yeah, when they come out win, you know, their first five career starts, Dad, you go, well, you know, maybe it's a good thing we only got one. That's right. That's right. All the speed went into one pup. I tell you what, Wormburner, um, he's such an underrated sire. I know we say that about so many, but... For me, I've always had a soft spot for him as a sire. And, um, yeah, no, he's very underrated, I I believe. He was a uh, – everyone forgets he was a good dog too. Uh, he was a very good dog. He was always in the top class and hard chaser and always made finals, you know. Never had a lot of luck in him. But, yeah, he was a very underrated dog. He was a uh, real hard chaser. You could see him go around all the time, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. He could throw anything, that dog. He yep. just wouldn't. Yep, no, definitely. Um, just looking forward to um to what's coming up. We've got um actually on your birthday, Dad, is the the Ladbrokes Bid G Cup. Sorry, I think that's how you pronounce it. It was formerly the Graham Hull Memorial down there at Wagga. Um Group three, the guys do a fantastic job down there. Um, you know, always putting stuff off for the family, great stuff with the socials. Um, you know, Tiff and um, Ben Talbot do an amazing job with the track down there. And yeah, if you can get out to, to Wagga and um, support them and, you know, watch a, watch what will be no doubt a, another great final, um, please do that. Have you had a look at the field and you got a tip at all? No, I haven't had a look at the field, sorry. Yeah, okay. You'll be that blind anyway. You probably won't even see it. Oh, no, I tell you what, Wagga's, Wagga and Tamora and that, they've become real popular tracks for even the top trainers, you know. Yeah. They're getting big, big numbers at meetings, like 10, 12 races, and yeah. Yep. I think... In the crowds. Scorching Boy for, for Jess Fothergill, um, you know, has made another group final after making the Golden Cup, and... Um, I was texting Tony Edmonds, who's the manager of Maitland, and that um, sort of just organising some stuff for Maitland Cup, which, um, you know, little plugs, the finals on the 8th of December, um, free entry. Um, but looking at that Golden Cup final, Dad, I'm so excited to see who's going to come up for the Maitland Cup because I think it's going to be a terrific series issue. Yeah, I think uh, everyone's hunting around. Of course, they're programmed it a bit different this year, so 
It used to be, if you might be correct me, but it used to be near the Easter egg or something, didn't it? Yeah, it was, I think this year it was in March um, and now it's in December and, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Dogs back up from uh, hard, hard three weeks of racing to go to the Maitland Cup where now they've given them a break and uh, you can see different dogs going around each week at Maitland. Instead of trialling them, they're racing them to get them uh, used to the track and, yeah, I think I think it should be a big night. The heats. Yeah. So those. Um. So Maitland had got two meetings and uh two meetings on consecutive days. So on the thirtieth of uh, November, we'll have the heats of the future stars, the Ladbrokes future yep. stars, which is fifteen thousand to the winner. So just jot that down in your calendar if you've got a, a smart little four hundred meter maiden um there. And then on the following night, Friday the first, um, it'll be a night meeting there. That is going to be the heats of the Group Two East Maitland Bowling Club Maitland Gold Cup. And then we'll roll over to the following Friday night, which will also be a night meeting. That'll be the eighth of December, and both finals will be on that night, which I think is really good dad because it gives those youngsters eight days to recover before leading up to the final oh that's right you know it'll uh yeah instead of seven eight days yeah that'd be it's programmed well this year i must say they've looked after <coughs> they've looked after the dogs and the trainers because they're racing at other meetings so yeah they've looked after them really well and so it should because prestige race to win yep and on the 9th of December as well, this is just from a New South Wales perspective, the Newcastle Cup, um, which is a Group 3, is on at the Gardens. Um, that's over the 7.15 and that's 25000 to the winner. So, yeah, plenty of uh, good opportunities coming up for, for people sort of around the, you know, the Hunter Valley Central Coast slash Sydney area if you want to um, have a crack at some um, some good prize money, that's for sure. Um, just touching on Dapto tomorrow night, Dad, there are two heats um, featuring, you know, one of your favourite boys, Zipping Ken, of the middle distance championship um that's over the 600 meters at dapto uh have you had a chance to look at the fields no only tyler told me he was in i haven't had a look actually but i will tonight or in the morning we well, only yeah. got to look at two heats so it won't take you too long well, it does take me a little while to study <laughs> yeah but no I'll, I'll have a look i i don't know whether dapto will suit kansas but soon find out anyway yeah so the likes of um punters bandit has ability uh we don't share zip in kansas um tiger jacks in it one hot bandits in the second heat as well but um a dog i really like is uh sandstorm rico he run the third fastest ever time at the gardens last week uh like wildfire uh, that's over the 600 sorry uh, 34.09 he clocked, only like wildfires gone quicker uh, on two previous occasions at the track and um, while he didn't have much luck in his first start at Dabdo, I think that was from box five or six and he's come up with the one and you know obviously you know the likes of Hazability in Kansas and all that are you know top dogs but I think maybe if you're looking for a little bit of value I think um, he's uh, he's certainly one to look at and um yeah, twenty five thousand to the winner, Dad, and you've only got to run top four, so it's um it's a good little series to be in. Mm. Has ability has gone uh, real well since they brought him there. He's won his only two starts there, and he's improved each time. And yeah, that's what they've been setting him for. So interesting to see how he goes. Yeah, no, very versatile dog too. Has ability. Mm. 
So yeah, no, it'll um yeah no if you if you like your middle distance racing, make sure you have a look at those. Um yeah, there's plenty plenty of coming up. Like I said on Saturday night, it's um all eyes will be on the meadows. Um, if Victor Damien starts on Sunday, all eyes will be on Sandown. <laughs> then you've got the shootout coming up. You've got the Phoenix. You've got the Melbourne Cup. And, you know, in a way, it's nice that the horse Melbourne Cup's over because now we can focus on the real one. That's what I said to a couple of people in the office yesterday. Um, I don't think they knew what I was talking about, but I said, oh, please, this is just a warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> they said, oh, can we come in here and watch it? And I said, oh, well, if you want to come in to work at, you know, probably 9.58 at night and um, turn it on the big screen, I'll be happy to rock up. And they said, oh, geez, that's a bit late. <laughs> you won't be in paid for it. No, you? that's right. It's nice, <laughs> though, on the big screen and that. But, yeah, no, it's a shame it's not of a daytime. But anyway, um, now I have asked you um, before about tips. You've got to have a tip, surely, something at any track, anywhere. You've got to have something for the people. Come on. Yeah. If he gets a run, Victor Damien Sunday, how's that? That's not a tip. Are you joking? Oh my God! Come on. Actually, Donny, um, Donny Mickleff, the manager of Wentworth Park, literally just texted me um, a screenshot of your race, and he said he wants to know um, what the winner's going to be. So, who's going to win your race? That's named after you on Friday. Oh, there is an omen bet in that. Um... Patea Pete. Yeah, yeah. He's racing, actually, he's reserved tonight and he got to run, so I don't know whether he'll back up, but yeah, no, I haven't had a real good look yet. I don't want to play my hand too early. No, don't don't lie and say you haven't had a real good look. You've just Trust. looked, you've just looked and had a look at your name and then kept scrolling. I know what you're like. You, yeah, yeah, I looked at me, no, I didn't worry about it. Yeah, time. you would have been looking going, oh, surely they've put me on the free for all. Yeah, well, I was, I was looking for that, but anyway, <laughs> I was like, put the flashing lights up. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, there is a free-for-all, but, um, yeah, no, you probably, yeah, I, don't, I think if we got you down there and you did a bit of an exhibition run or something, I think that might get you over the line next year to get a free-for-all named after you. Yeah, well, oh, you never know, I might start training again. Oh, Jesus, God help us all. Yeah. I hope they've got the vet on the track. <laughs> Good luck, everyone, if he does. <laughs> yeah, me, me and Gary, well, I'll sprint race up the straight. Yeah, well, you heard from Gary in the last I few heard days. From Gary. Yep, yeah, he yep. Gary's, Gary's had some family. Gary's had some family issues like we have, and so. Commitments, yeah. Yep. And he's, he's back and uh, he's listened to all the podcasts and he wants to know about uh, the best dogs and that of. Of uh, seeing in me. Pardon? Oh. Can hang on? Can you just start again? You sound like you're having a stroke. Start that sentence again. He wants no, to know he about. He wants to know uh, the best dogs I've seen and why. Right. And I, I said there's too many of them. There is a few, but there is a lot of them. You can't just you can't just put <clears throat> one dog on a mantelpiece. See, I do. When people ask me that question, I just go, "Born Brettley." Done. You know, I've seen, yeah, but I've gone from 12 to nearly 65, so I've seen a lot of dogs. Yeah, but surely there's one or two that stick out in your mind as being elite and being your favourites as well. Well, you always talk about um, Blacktop. Yeah, I've never seen Blacktop race. He was retired when when uh, I met him. 
Uh, Saw him I on seen, Saturday night at Wenny down in his case. I seen dogs like at Harold Park, like um, people might remember the shoe. That was his race name. Oh, he the, was allowed to have the word "the" in front of his name. Uh, yeah, because that's shoe, not that's not allowed anymore. You can't have "the" before your name. Yeah, no, the shoe, but big black dog. Yeah, right. Arctic Fire yelled the. Uh, World record for 500 metres, 500 yards, sorry. Yeah, okay. He, he ran 26 dead at uh, Harold Park. Yep. And then you had Pearl Moss over the distance. She was just brilliant. National Lass, uh, Miss Hilo. I seen them all race. And Bunyan Bint, they were on Facebook the other day about her. She was an 800-yard specialist and down the long straight at Harold Park. Nothing could stay with her. You had a real soft spot for Miata too, especially after you saw her oh, win at Wentworth Park that great. night. Yeah, I I pretty much got shelved, and she was the new you know star of the family. That was that was <laughs> one of the the best performances I've ever seen from a dog. Yep. She was uh, yeah, she was absolutely brilliant that night. She gave a good star from Melbourne. I can't think of his name. He's a black dog. And they said he was unbeatable. If he hit the front, he hit the front, and she hit the ground about two or three times nearly. And she picked him up at the top turn, and then he still come in on her and hit her again. And she was three lengths behind him coming past the 500 boxes, and I said, well, she's gone. She went whoosh and run 41.9. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Was that the Association Cup final? I'm just having a look at the field. Was it the Association Cup final? Uh, he's my future run second. Shimaguni run third. Shimaguni was the dog's name. Yep. Yeah, that was the Victorian dog, Shimaguni. Yep, Andrea Daly. Yep, they said if he led, he won't get beaten. He led. But, yeah, she was unbelievable that night. I seen Travel Rev at Singleton. Zoom top, I seen her race. Yep. Uh, Sir Florian, I really had a soft spot when I was a young fellow. People mightn't remember. She wasn't a champion, but she used to come out running and catch me if he can. And she'd always be in front with 20 yards to go in that swamper. was a little brindle bitch called Amethyst Queen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. She was only a two-turn track dog because the big turns were no good to her. She could run yep. down. Yep. My dad actually took me to Beaumont Park and seen a race there. She won there. That suited her, that track, King and Run. Yep. Yeah, so if anyone remembers her, Amethyst Queen was her name. Yep. She was one of my first-time favourites. Yeah, I was nice. only 13 then. Yep. Still remember. So did you see, like, Brother Fox and all that as well? No. No? no never, bit never before you. Was he before your time? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that Donnie, Donnie McMillan had a dog. He, it was only a free for all dog called Benny McGrath, and he was the same jump run. Loved the scene. If he led it the first turn, you knew you were hoping for a mix up. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. That foot, like, that fantastic dogs running around. Ragsy, I've seen Ragsy race. Paul Coochie had Ragsy. Pied Rebel. Dog at single and everyone might remember was a dog called Woolly Wilson. Black black and white dog trained by Jeff Watt. 
his father trained Zoom Top, Hankwatt. Hankwatt, yep, I've heard you talk about him before. Yeah, <clears throat> Willie Wilson was owned by Gary Wilson. He was a young fella in a wheelchair, and he was nearly unbeatable at Singleton. And they used to run top grade races here and then go to Arrow Park and win. Yeah. Yeah. One and of the. How's the fort and that? And yeah. And Paul Coochie had a, bre- a bitch called Brettainly. Kenny Cheatham ended up with her. But uh, she was brilliant stayer too on a night when she wanted to be. Yep. Yep. Yeah. One of the first dogs I remember, um, you know, sort of when I started picking up the recorder and reading it and that sort of thing, um, the great stately bird. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The dog who loved Wentworth Park. We always said he can read Wentworth Park like a book. He just knew every grain of sand at that place. Yeah, he's a white and brindle dog. Yeah, he loved it. Yep, yeah, absolutely he, loved it. He, he held he the record for that many wins there. Oh, I don't know. He won, what did he win there? He won one or two big races there, was it? Um, yeah, I think he won 13 straight or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, then the likes of, like, Miss Ellie Mint come along. What did she win? 13 or 14 straight races. Not at Wentworth Park, just tab races or something like that. But, you yeah, know, Stately Bird was um was a great dog to follow. Yeah, well, in the old days, you know, he had Chariot Charm, Witch Chariot, Miller's Moss, all them dogs. Yep. And uh, Billy Barnett owned a dog called... Uh, uh, see ya. He was a brilliant dog. Won a derby. Yeah. Yep. Donnie yep. McMillan trained him. So we've got Fernando Bal sort of now who's been the dominant sire, you know, probably for the last four or five years or so. Back then, I know there's ob- there obviously wasn't as many sires as there is now, but was there a dominant sire back then, you know, that had that Fernando Bale-esque, um, you know, statute about him? Yeah, most of the pups had somewhere in the line taken prints. Yep. Yeah. But he used to throw a lot of nonnies too. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He threw a lot of good dogs. Yeah. A lot of good dogs. He was, he was, yeah. And then there come Brother Fox and them, you know. Yep. But in the early days, taken prints, he was in every, every dog's line. Yep. Yep. No, I remember used to seeing his ads in the recorder. Yeah. What did he win, 14 from 15 or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. no, he was obviously obviously a very very good dog. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's nice to sort of, you know, relive dogs that, you know, I think I was going to, um, I was going to put this question out on my socials and I probably will over the next day or two, I was going to say, you know, at the, at the peak of their, obviously, careers and, you know, taking taken errors and, you know, um, the fact that, you know, dogs are faster now and all that sort of thing out of the equation, if you could have two match, if you could have a, a two-dog match race between any two greyhounds in history over any distance, who would it be? And, you know, you sort of sit there and think about it and, yeah, it sort of takes your mind a bit down a rabbit hole and, yeah, I'd love, I can't wait to see what some people come up with because, um, yeah, no, I think it would be it'd be great to, um, you know, have a chat about and, yeah, see what people can come up with. You know, just off the top of your head, is there two that you can think in particular, you know, both at the height of their careers, um, you know, whether it's from 1900 or now, who you'd like to see go up against each other? 
I like to say in the 800 yard uh, race at Harold Park between Bundy and Benton Travel Roof. Yep. Yeah, that'll be that'll bring the crowd in. Yeah. Yep. Both fantastic stars, you know. Yep. Yeah, it'd be an interesting race. I wonder whether you could ever do it on a computer. Well, maybe, yeah. Mate. For for me, when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, at the peak of their time, I'd love to see a, a five twenty at Wenny between Fernando Bale and Brett Lee. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, just just two champions of their era, um, going head to head, and yeah, they would give that first section at Wenny a bit of a uh, record, a bit of a shake. Yeah. Well, if you remember, we were down there one night. And a little black dog come out of the eight box. I think he was in an Easter egg heat or Easter egg final. I'm not real Brett sure. Brett Lee. Lachlan. Oh, Donna Lachlan. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, scorching out of the pink. And he absolutely blew him away early. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And you don't hear much of his, his pups or that. But, yeah, little black dog. And uh, the lid's open and he, he was gone. Well, it's like a lot of those sort of, um, you know, really good dogs. Um, you know, it could have been good stud dogs, but like anything, you know, you talk to any stud master, you just got to get the opportunities. You've got to get, you know, pups on the ground, number of bitches and that. And with breeding down a little bit and that sort of thing, it is hard to do, but you just got to try and crack that, you know, one or two good ones that makes everyone stand up and say, well, you know, I want to use them. Yeah, you only got to get a couple of good ones and it draws the rest in. Yeah. And percentage-wise, they say uh, you talk of the little stud dogs and you talk of the big, big stud dogs, if you go percentage-wise, there's not much difference in the winners they chuck. It's just the big stud dogs get more opportunities. Yep. Yep. You yeah. know, uh, as we said before, good see all them sort of dogs hardly got anyone. I didn't even think he was still stud. Now he's come out. With uh, Michael Ivers, and they're all looking for his straws. Yeah. No one for that. Yeah, that's right. And yep. Fernando Bale saw Like, what else have he, is he from? Yep. You know, that's, uh, they just need that bit of luck to click, and yeah, it's all over that you get heaps of them then. Yep. Yep. Um, speaking of breeding, well, I'll just um, I'll just touch on a few litters that I've found um, just to finish. Uh, the Ashton Rupees, I've been told they're getting closer to hitting the track, and yeah, the number of bitches he's had, holy smokes! I'm, I'm just um, yeah, I cannot wait to see what they do when they start racing. But um, Vermos Penny, um, Drynan's good bitch has gone to him. She was a winner of thirteen races, won ten at Wenny. Um, she was a Collison finalist, Group 3 Ladies Bracelet finalist, Gosford Cup finalist. So, yeah, very um, very talented, a consistent bitch. And she's gone to Ashton Rupee. Also gone to Ashton Rupee is Super Estrella. Um, everyone should, should know her. She's the Wenny Park 720-metre track record holder. She won 33 races um, for Dave Smith and the Jones family, Group 2 Sydney Cup winner, Group 1 National Distance winner. And uh, another one I, I saw was a Bernardo Ritza Millie litter that's due, and Ritza Millie is the mum of Ritza Donna, and, you know, she was a Group 1 Easter Egg finalist and, you know, made a heap of uh, of other, uh, you know, great finals and, and won a lot of races at Wenny. So, um, yeah, no, a few nice litters there, Dad, and if there's any for sale, you want to um, you want to have a big bank account, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. 
and all depends how many they have. They might keep a lot of them. Yeah. That's right. But, you know, in this day and age, it's, you know, I, I know sometimes you see people have a bit of a whinge about the price of pups and that, but, you know, you got to pay, you know, you it's like anything, prices and that are going up and stuff, and you got to pay for quality. Like, there's no point, you know, say, for example, Ashton Rupee Super Estrella, there's no point coming out and going, oh, you know, offer 4000 or 5000 for one. It's just unrealistic. Yeah, you wouldn't. Which hair on the tail? <laughs> Because, money. Yeah. And, uh, you only got to win one or two of the big races and you're laughing, you know. Yeah, prize money is just too, um, you know, it's just too attractive these days. It's like with race dogs. If you want to buy, you know, and I, I say this to people, if you, you know, and understand that people want to go that way because they don't want to wait, you know, 18 months or so for a pup to grow up and, you know, may not even make the track, you know, ability-wise and that sort of thing. But, you know, I say to people, if you're looking to get involved, um, you know, and you want to get a race dog, I said, unless, you know, you've got deep pockets, I said, you know, best thing to do is get a few mates together because I said, even, you know, even dogs, that you know aren't possible city winners or group winners i said you're still going to have to pay good money for them because when you got you know six thousand dollar 600 meter races you know at the gardens and um gosford and all that sort of going around and you know you got the richmond of a wednesday night now for four thousand i said people won't let them go cheap now no of course there's a possibility they don't want to sell a dog cheap and then it wins a lot of money because it makes them look stupid too, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of money around there. The old days, we travelled to Tamworth for a bag of kibble. That's all we <laughs> And, <laughs> you know, it cost you money to go up and back. I know um, feeding them and all that was cheaper then, but still when you go into things, I think a, a race at Wentworth Park was only worth $500 top grade in them days, $75 at Singleton. Yep. Upgrade, you know. Yep. I remember. $100. I think I remember when I was younger and they put the prize money up at Winnie and I think it was $3,000 to the winner and everyone was just like, oh, my God, this is like winning, you know, a million dollars or something, you know. it's Everyone was just like, oh, imagine winning like a $3,000 race, whereas now that – that's you know I know the the five hundreds are sort of twenty two hundred but we're getting to that stage where you know I think the five hundred meter plus races will go up to three thousand you know you have your little features and that sort of thing that you know your heats and final winner gets three thousand but that's sort of a little bit the norm now. Yeah, well, I mean, is it fifteen hundred dollars to win a maiden maiden or the twelve hundred? So this is just New South Wales we're talking about. It's twelve hundred for a maiden, and it's fifteen hundred for a fifth grade, and then anything above, um, yeah, you sort of you go up. So yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, we you'd have to win ten races in the old days <laughs> in free for all class. Yeah, yeah. So what did you say it was seventy five dollars a win back in the day? Yeah. We used to travel to Tamworth, and it was uh, twenty five dollars a win. Yeah, right. Geez, our times have changed, eh? You get yeah, that. You get no, that for I, unpla- or nearly get that for place now. Yeah, well, they get more to kennel their dogs now than what we used yeah. to get. Yeah. Yep. Actually, I did want to ask you. Speaking of the the you know olden golden days, um, can you just take me through you know roughly? Well, you know, sort of when you were sort of in the, you know, height of your training, training a, a few dogs, what was your feeding regime? 
just a normal. Uh, Some of them, no, okay, we'll get into debt because you'll just go, oh, you know, just a normal, which nobody will understand. So, of a morning, what would you feed them? Kibble, milk? They got kibble and milk of a morning. Some people used to just feed them dry biscuits, the full B2s, but I used to give them kibble and milk with glucose powder on them, and every couple of days they get an egg in it, just the yolk, not the white. Because the theory in them days was the white used to get in the throat. Yeah, so right. Yep. Given the oak. And overnight they'd get uh, steak and kibble, wet their biscuits down, some fed them dry kibble, and vegetables. Yep. Yeah, the big thing with vegetables them days, like people would cook, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, they pour it over their biscuits, the water, and then spinach for their yep. blood. Yep. Yeah, spinach, pour the water over the biscuits and then uh, mix the spinach up in their foods because there was a blood tonic. Yep. Uh, yeah, all of that sort of stuff. Yep. Mate, just plain feeding in them days because there wasn't that many chemicals around. Yeah, there was white E and all that sort of stuff, but it was expensive in them days, but was just more or less the normal feeds and more or less what people eat, the yep. dogs got. Yep. Because um, I know a lot of people now, They sometimes they, they'll do their big feed of a morning and some people I know only feed once a day. Yeah, well, in the old days, Coleman's, like he had, uh, oh, hundreds, uh, not hundreds, but top fast dogs, uh, Jim Coleman. Yep. They had the best of the best. I'm just trying to. They had a big uh, Unwilla lad and all them dogs, top class Sydney dogs, and they only fed once a day. They fed them big once a day and worked them hard. Yep. A lot, lot on the lines of Mini Finn and that. Work them hard. Yep. Feed them, feed them big. Yeah, that's what a lot of people who um who I interview say that they're just like feed them big and work them hard. Yeah, yeah. No, Jim Coleman used to do that. And his wife, uh, and they train. Oh, actually, I got a book somewhere of what he used to feed. You know. Yeah. Right. Yep. He'd, he'd feed a dog two, two and a half pound of steak a day with biscuits and everything, but only feed them once a day. But work them might be twice a day. If you go back and look through um, all the old stud books we got inside, um, yeah, him and I think it's was it Christine. Yep, yeah, they, their names were in there a lot um, as winning feature races. Yeah, they had tremendous dogs. They were the they were the pinnacle of uh, Sydney racing. Yep, and I've even got the Frank Coleman, uh, Frank Tom, Frank Holmes. What he used to feed Blacktop, which was, which was just a bit of kibble, egg yolk. Uh, bit of bread and a bit of port wine. He used to pour a bit of port wine. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. See, if the dog's got ability, as long as you keep him happy and like a full belly, not not poor, but as long as you feed him sensible, and if he's got ability, well, it doesn't really matter. It's not rocket science to feed him, you know. Yeah, 
Yep. Something, um, oh, just switching to an- another sport, but um, as everyone would know, I'm a, a Rafa Nadal fanatic. And actually reading his book, I was really shocked to read this. He said, my diet is incredibly poor. He said, um, he said, I don't eat a lot of fruit. I don't eat a lot of vegetables. He said, I eat a lot of rubbish um, that I shouldn't. Um, but you look at the way he's built and you look at what he's done. And I think that just proves to perfection what you just said like if a bloke like that can eat you know complete crap and come out and and win what he's won you know 24 grand slams i think um yeah it doesn't really matter does it no well uh, yeah if the dog's got ability all you got to do is feed him sensible i know trainers i've been with trainers that they buy everything off the chemist shelf and give them and if the dog can't run, it doesn't make him go any quicker. Not the chemist shelf. He he means like the um sup like the supplements and stuff. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, I just don't want people to think you mean illegal stuff. Oh no no no. Yeah, mean, like all the supplements I, and stuff that are I, advertised to buy. Yeah. Yeah, from the chemist, all the vitamins, you know. Yeah. All the yeah. Everything for their blood, their heart, their air, all this. Didn't make one, you know, it just cost him a fortune and the dog didn't go no faster. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has their little things and I just, I read a story years ago, Ray Price, now he played for 80 minutes every game, never stopped. He loved Kentucky Fried and any fast food going. Yep. But trained hard and he had ability. Yep. Well, that's like Nadal. You see him, he trains seven, eight hours a day. Um, yeah, so, it, yeah, it doesn't right. really... If you got the dog fit, his muscles are right and he's happy, he's clean inside, he'll do the rest himself. I think that's an area probably where I say to people that can be, you know, significantly underestimated um, is getting your dogs checked. Um, I know I've had a few people, a few newbies say to me, oh, you know, my dog's sort of gone off a little bit and that. And I said, oh, who do you get to check them? Oh, no one really. I just sort of, you know, just keep an eye on them and see what they do and stuff. And I said, you know, talk to any, you know, good trainer, top trainer. I said, you need to get your dog checked because I said there's probably something small um, that's making a big difference when they're racing that you're missing. And, you know, obviously, you know, we were lucky sort of, you know, when we had our dogs, you know, we've got the great Mick Redgrove just a stone's throw away and, you know, that man knows a dog inside out. And, you know, you'd think you think you could you you found what was wrong or there was nothing wrong and then all of a sudden Mick's like got his texture out and said nut this this and this and you go well shit you know <laughs> right that's right and they do different dogs and every I've seen some uh, like heaps of muscle men you know they're all all along the same line some people uh, what would you say they over themselves. But uh, the genuine muscle bloke, he just the basic things in a dog, you know. Uh, and, yeah, it can make all the difference, just the basic things, you know. Yeah. Like shoulders and all that. You don't have to go, like, pull him apart, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, an ordinary soreness, like running soreness, there's no need to go over the top on it because even if you train for football, you'll get soreness. But once a couple of days and they start moving again, it goes out. But when they get little tears and tightness and all that, it can definitely restrict them 
Yeah, and and I say to people, look, it can't hurt to go and get them checked. I said, you don't have to take what they say as gospel. I said, if you think that, you know, what they're saying is not right, I said, you know, you don't have to go back or you don't have to believe them or whatever. But I said, you know, I think, you know, 99% of the time people have said, oh, you know, they found this wrong with them and I've got to get this fixed up and now the dog's going better and, you know, it's, yeah, I, I think that's just an area that sometimes people forget about, especially new people to the sport that, you know, they – you know, it's not an area typically spoken about. They, you know, I know a lot of people obviously get their dogs checked post-race if it appears to be an issue by the vet and then that's it really. They don't sort of get any information or education about anything else. But, yeah, I think, um, you know, like you said, the old school muscle man is, um, yeah, just a little bit of a forgotten area. Yeah, and you know your dog when he comes out of the kennel, if you know your dog, which you should if you're training, uh you know, if he's not right, you know. Because you get out of bed in the morning, you're a bit stiff or takes you a little bit to get going before you start, uh, straight away there's something wrong, you know. Are you uh, talking so- from personal experience? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Sure. But, yeah, you know, you got to... And uh, a bloke said to me, I've said it before on, on this, if you get the dog out of the kennel and you're not... 100% happy with him and you go on the trial or race, put him back in the kennel and scratch him and wait for another day. Yep. It's, it's no, and put him around the trial track, you could do something worse or go bad and you're scratching your head if you're not 100% happy, which means you're done with a couple of hours. We got him out to go to trial and then just something wasn't right, put him back in, get him checked. Sure enough, there's something wrong. Yep. They can do it up out of their beds or anything. Yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah, if you're not happy, just put them back in seven days and not long to wait because you still got a dog. Well, I say to people, especially when dogs are, are scratched out of big races, you know, group races and that sort of thing, I say to people, look, you know, if, if someone can scratch out of a group race, I said you can scratch from a trial or something. It's not the end of the world and, you know, they're doing it for a reason, you know. I said, yeah, it comes back to the whole patience thing. Yeah, and you, you look forward to the next week then. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, seven days is not a long time, especially if it, it can extend their life. Yep, yep. Right, yeah. life, that is. Yeah, racing career. Yep, yeah. no, definitely. Oh, geez, honestly, if people just aren't, you know, if they haven't filled up a notepad with all the words of wisdom you've just, um, you know, shelved out to him in the last half an hour, then, yeah. <laughs> I remember one of them. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to listen back to remember what you said. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I will. Um, I, I actually forgot to mention. Um, I was surprised myself. Yeah, I know. I just let you go. You were, yeah, you were on a roll, and you know, with not many schooners under your belt too, which was even more impressive. Yeah, I know. I was lucky you're not interviewing me Friday night. Well, there might be a little live video that we can get you across <laughs> while you're watching your race and that, just, yeah, <laughs> living it up. Um, I, I did forget to mention, actually, um, Ebby Jet Power, who um, who took out the Maitland Cup a couple of years ago, he got his first win as a side today at the Gardens. Um, Red Light Roxy for um, the lovely Meredith for Hagen. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's off and running now. So, um, yeah, no, good luck to him and, and Mickey Brand at stud. And, you know, obviously, uh, we, you know, we all know Aussie Infrared, who, who proudly stands at Mick's um, 
mixer property and yeah hopefully Abby Jet Power can get his chance um you know like every stud dog we we sort of um speak about but yeah no good to see he's got his first winner on the board and um yeah no um that was a good episode dad will be a, a massive one on Sunday Monday whenever we do the next one because obviously we'll have all the Top Gun um results maybe a Victor Damien result um and yeah that'll pretty much do us I think for the hour because if Victor Damien happens to get up you just won't stop talking about him so yeah we'll just um pencil that in he might go around the solo dog trial on Sunday no one will nominate yeah true that is true yeah but um yeah no hopefully um hopefully we see him if not this week hopefully we see him shortly because um yeah, no, can't wait, cannot wait to see what that dog does down there. And, um, you know, I know you've backed him in in every series that's coming up down there. Yeah, I have, actually. <laughs> How long ago was that, like six months ago? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got money back because he never never starred in the, uh, what was the big one down there? Oh, no, he never come up for the MDC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I got my money back there, but, yeah, I got all the other tickets. Yep, yep, no, definitely. No, good luck to everyone in those finals. It's very exciting and, um, yeah, no, dogs all get around safe. That's the main thing. Um, thanks again to everyone for your support. I was lucky enough to hit 15,000 followers this week. Um, so, yeah, that was um, that was very humbling. Um, you know, what, two and a half years ago I started this now. I was just hoping to sort of, you know, put a little bit of positivity out there for for grand racing and yeah no the response has been phenomenal from everyone and you know the support and that i get um you know yeah it's yeah. I can't... i'd be i'd be glad to get 15 and i know <laughs> i know one's gary so I only <laughs> hey you're um you're no, i only need 14 if anyone's listening oh god the live video you did with me on mdc night people were just loving what you were doing yeah, one bloke said, how yeah, could you see through the glass? I said, I couldn't. <laughs> I oh, do you know what we did forget to mention? Um, the great Dave Lewis getting his first winner at Wenny Park on Saturday with the old boy, yeah, our mechanic. mechanic. How good was that? Yeah. See, celebration yeah. up the straight. I, I yeah. left before the race because it wasn't until, I think, race 10 or something. But, yeah, no, I he would have been the last person I would have thought that hadn't notched up a Wenny win as a trainer. But, no, good on him. How happy was he? Yeah. I backed him too, so... Oh, Jesus, well, he's done well like there. So I thought he ran a great race at Gosford on the Tuesday when he backed him up. Uh, I think he ran second to Peter Lagogiani on Gosford on the Tuesday. Uh, Prince Riot, was it? Uh, Rocket Riot. Rocket Riot, sorry. Yep. Yeah, he ran second to him, ran a real good race, and I thought, geez, he's in with a big show, yeah. I ain't seen nothing if I win down there. <laughs> You'll um you'll crash tackle Paul Lockie, the photographer. <laughs> no, I'll get about twenty five photos. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Lockie won't I'll have get enough. All the prize money on photos. He won't have enough printer ink to print out all the photos of yourself um that you'll want. But yeah, and he's come up with I think he's got box one this week too, so he's a a chance of going back to back for Dave. Good on him. I hope he does. Yeah, no, it was um yeah it was terrific to see, and I mean that's you know. That's I love being able to post that sort of stuff on the Winnie page and you know all the first time handlers that winning handlers that we had down there and that and yeah no nah, it's good stuff. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's what gets me out of bed in the morning. That yeah. and about four panadol. So. I do that. Even win one at the gardens. Oh, I know. Yeah, people come running thinking something was wrong, and I said, "Nah, it's just Dad screaming and carrying on." Yeah, 
Yeah, even when I'm handling for other people. Yeah, yeah. I seen you high five a couple of people one night. They're like, "Oh, who's that man?" <laughs> and I was only handling the dog. <laughs> what about the day you handled the winner at Richmond? You know the little bus they jump in. I think you bypassed that and just run back up the straight, didn't you? I got in the front seat. <laughs> you drove it. <laughs> no, I said, "Let me out first. <laughs> you just didn't want me to get the photo without you. That's right. I run into thing or into Your so, um, your handling record's not bad at Richmond. How many dogs have I've handled one there for one last, and I think you've handled one there for one win. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, I've handled in a couple of places. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, that's a bit shit. Not too bad. You I'm handled. Big, I'm the big price handler. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we know. So if anyone's got a big price dog that you want to go all right, or if anyone's got a dog in race 12 at the gardens that you don't want to handle, Dad will happily step up and do it for you. I think they give me the handle because uh, they, they want a bigger price. When they, <laughs> they go, who's this bloke? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, no, nah, it's good stuff. Hope, um, hope we see more of it this week. All right, Dad, good luck this week. Happy birthday to you on Friday. I'll, um, yep. I'll shout you a few drinks and, um, yeah, hopefully you can back the winner of your race at Wenny. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound Racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook.